have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. ask you a question. Do you have a character in mind that you want to see brought to life? Do you need a custom costume? Do you need simple accessories? Then let me recommend Nick Slatter Emporium. Ooh, I love that name. They have multiple years of design experience and can bring your spookiest designs to life no matter how intricate. How simple or how terrifying. <laughs> Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and get connected to make your spooky dreams a haunting reality. <laughs> Available now on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Haunting Freeman. We're here to get spooky and get busy living on the Tales from the Haunt podcast. And if you don't know what that means, I don't know what to tell you. I might have gained another freckle for doing this intro to the show. But ladies and gentlemen, here are your spooky hosts. That bald guy Jeff that does weird things in studio and tries to make Flynn laugh. And then Flynn, being a little pygmy with hair like a little Ewok out of them Star Wars movies. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get busy getting spooky or get busy dying. Um... Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know what that was. Uh, anyway, anyway, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Haunt. Apparently, we've got. Uh, man, I don't really know what just happened there, but here we are again for another awesome episode, and this has been one that we have been teasing for a while. And we are in studio, pretty, pretty packed studio here tonight. So I'm excited to say that. Got myself here, got just Jeff, and we have got one of the biggest sensations on social media for haunts i mean you'll know this guy when we say his name here momentarily but um i feel like we've got some housekeeping we need to do first jeff don't you sorry uh jeff's jeff's busy finding something to 
I'm sorry, he's flipping through his book of one-liners here. Just one second. Uh, Jeff, can you can you put the book down for a second? Yeah, it's, it's down. Okay, so we got to get that housekeeping, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and get that out of the way. So, guys, if this is your first episode of Tales from the Haunt, you picked a spooky one to start with. And after you listen to today's episode, you've got to go back in the archives of whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Whatever it is, we're there. You name it. Go find our episodes, go back in the archives, listen to all of our past guests, listen to their stories about how they got to the haunt business, and give information and advice on how you can get in too. Go listen to that, leave a five-star review if you want, and then if you're still looking for content, go subscribe to my other podcast, I Know You Hear Me, also available on all podcasting platforms. Listen to that, there's over a year's worth of material in there. Go subscribe, leave that five-star review. Word of mouth costs nothing, but it helps a great deal. So do it for both podcasts, and let's keep this going. Then you can also go subscribe on all social media platforms. Apparently, Jeff has this thing called TikTok. And then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can like, you can share, you can get connected. And hey, if you want to get some of our merch, check the show notes. You can go to my Pro Wrestling Tea store. You can email us directly. We'll ship it right to you. Take a picture in it if you want to support the podcast and get a shout-out. We'll give you the shout-out if you just tag us in the picture. And before we go any further, the last little bit of housekeeping. we got to take a quick pause for our brothers from the Gimme Back My Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color, with Wolfie D every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And we're back. Jeff's over here still flipping through the one-liners, but we're going to go ahead and bring our guest in while he's doing that. Wait, Flynn. What? Um, is the housekeeping done? Yes. You forgot your mop on the floor. If only our guest brought his drum set today. <laughs> if only. Jeff, I can't wait till I get that character of pointing at you at the door and saying leave. I can't wait. That'll be our number one selling shirt. Outside of uh, that other phrase we shall not mention. Um, <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's Ott when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Otto Von Ruthless is busy. Okay. Judge okay. Jeffrey? Don't tempt me. Continue. All right. All right, guys. Seriously, <laughs> here wow. comes our guest. He is in studio giving us the... I don't know what I just walked into, look. But if you've been to Nashville Nightmare, you know this guy. If you're on TikTok, you know this guy. If you're on any social media platform that uses a hashtag and you've seen hashtag Nashville Nightmare, you've seen this guy. We've got him in studio. It is our pleasure to have Yuck Yuck the Clown. Yuck Yuck, my good man, how are you? Dude, I am doing so well. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, as you can see, we are still trying to figure out how we got through that entrance, clean things up, <laughs> and also had some version of Morgan Freeman awesome. in here. So. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so, dude, let's, uh, I mean, we've been teasing it for a while. Let's just jump right into the deep end, or let's black it out like we did right after Halloween last year, not even use a glow stick. Let's just jump right into the, into the abyss here. What got you into haunting? How did all of this start for you? Well, man, I, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me. 
Of course, I'm of really course. excited. It's good to see you guys. Yes, I'm glad to be in here with uh, you. Dude, I'm. So, we're all excited that it's I'm in really studio. excited to be in studio. This is amazing. Yes. Um, what? How did I start? Yes, what, sir. How did I get started? Okay. <laughs> Man, how did I get started in yeah, haunting? Rub off on him. How did I get started in, in um, haunting? Oh my goodness. Um, and I guess really even maybe back it up a little bit further. Where sure. did the love of you know, just maybe even Halloween and all things spooky. Where yeah. did that start for you? Right, right. Well, I, the, the 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 story that always comes to my mind when people ask me that question is, and I think I mentioned this in the, in I believe the, so, in the other podcast. But uh, I was, I think I was around four or five years old. I don't mm-hmm. know, sub six, something like that. And we were at a shopping mall in Columbia, Tennessee, and um, I can remember. We were in Walmart. There used to be a Walmart in that mall. Right, right. And um, God, such a strange time to think about <laughs> so that weird. now. So weird. But uh, I had lost my my mom and my grandmother. I think my great grandmother was there too at the time. And uh, I got separated from them. And um, they couldn't find me. They were asking, you know, where is Jeremy? Oh, this is my little boy. Blah blah, all that stuff. And they ended up finding me in the Halloween costume aisle in Walmart. And I was just looking at all the costumes. Ooh. And so ever since I was that young, I've just always been intrigued by it. Absolutely. Like always. I don't know what about it I liked it. I, as I've gotten older, it's been the the art, the creativity yeah, of it, you know? Yeah, of course. But I don't know, man. It was just kind of always there. Always, my mom, they let me watch horror movies and right, stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I just always loved it. It's so fascinating. And yeah. then as, as you got older, too, and, yeah. you know, like, got, I guess, especially as, like, you get into your teenage years... And, you know, you start having access to money and mm-hmm. being able to feed the addiction and the love of it so much more. Yeah. What was your family's reaction to all that like? Um, They were fine. Uh, they allowed it. They were like, cool, do your thing. Go to haunted houses. Absolutely. You know, they didn't care at all. They Man. didn't care one bit. So I got a question just because you okay. said go to haunted houses right okay. there. <laughs> what was your first experience at a haunted house like? Like, did you know what you were walking into? Did you have like the faintest idea of what it would be like. What was that oh, like? Oh man, for you? I gotta think about that. Oh, honestly, I think I used to be a little bit scared of them. To be honest, that's a common theme um, I'm noticing on this show. It really was. Like I wasn't. I would still do it. Yeah. But um, I think when I very, very, very first started, I think I was scared of them, and eventually I got that. I got past that, and then I got to where I would just try to look around and see how they're doing stuff. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, the art and the scenery and the right, how right. they did things. And then what was it like when you saw that? And because you've got a very artistic background as well, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that. Sure. But as you started noticing, like, the designs and the set layouts in these attractions, did that, like, already get the wheels turning at such a young age even then? Or, like, is that something that just developed as you got more time around the haunts so yeah that just developed i didn't gotcha. think of that at the time it didn't go that deep right right okay. i was just thinking hey that's really cool i wonder how they did that gotcha. it didn't go anymore you know right right deeper to where it would be now now were you able to drag your mom grandma or great-grandmother into any of these haunted houses <laughs> and get revenge for them losing Dude, you in Walmart? no no they none of them liked that kind of thing <laughs> they were just no way but i still remind them from time to time right right of course like, as you should you guys remember when i was five? Oh, come on i remember come on <laughs> no. what about you jeff i see you got the wheel spinning over there what kind of questions you coming up with so um you were talking about the uh first haunted experience that you had yes. what yes. haunted house was your first one? Oh man that's a good question jeff 
what was my first haunted house? I want to say it was up here, and I want to say they're not there anymore, but it was Death Valley Haunted Woods oh. in Hendersonville. Okay, okay. I've, I've not been around long enough to know what that one yes. is. Man, that's a that's a blast from the past I believe that was it. Because you used to hear the ads for them like yes. every year. You'd hear them. You'd hear Devil's Dungeon. You'd yep. hear Slaughterhouse. Yep. And it's it might have been Slaughterhouse, too. It, one of those two. Right, right. And I never got to go to Haunted Woods. and that's mm -hmm. I, I regret that to this day. I really did enjoy it because a lot of it was inside. Then it kind of went outside and then came back inside. Yeah. I had a cool maze. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of the same layout like uh, Monster Mountain was, too. I yeah. Think. Oh, Monster Mountain. I used yeah. to love Monster Mountain, man. And I think so, that was Millersville, wasn't it? Yeah. it's pretty. I mean, I can I can be to where Monster Mountain was from my house mm -hmm. in two minutes. Okay, that's right, because it was right down the street from where uh, a building I used to wrestle in, actually. Yeah, okay. I loved... We used to go to Monster Mountain all the time. So creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the front... The really cool thing is the front facade of Monster Mountain uh -huh. is actually still there. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. you can drive by where it was and see the front facade of mm -hmm. it. We used to go there all the time. They would also open up earlier than a lot of the other ones. Ooh. So we'd hit them up in September. Mm. <laughs> Sounds anyway. like... I mean, we... That sounds like somewhere else we might know that opens up. Yeah, who who else opens early? I don't oh, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight. Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking speaking of opening up in September, I do know one of our or one of our sponsors opens up in September. Ah, uh, yes, they do. So if you are in the Southern Tennessee area around the Belfast, to be exact, maybe you should have a little bit of malice and go check out their haunted attractions on their multiple acres of land mm -hmm. with all these spooky attractions. They even have concerts going on down there. So, you know, if you if you want to take that little trip down 65 to Belfast, Tennessee, if you're in the area, go check out Malice Haunted Attraction and see what all they got going for you down there. Um, fun fact, I'm originally from Lewisburg, Tennessee, oh. which is like 10 seconds from Belfast. Man. Just FYI. Yep. <laughs> see? He knows where it's from. I know. He I'm, knows all about it. And they've been doing well. So Yes, sir, they go, have. You guys go visit them. Yep. Yes. And actually, let's go ahead and say it, too. If you're not in the area, but you have a haunted attraction going out in your area, I'll go ahead and skip to what I would normally say at the end and go out and support. Go support any local haunted attractions in your area so that, that way we can keep the business thriving and you can keep the actors and you can keep them on their toes and they can keep you entertained. It's a win-win for everybody. Just go out and support. Absolutely. Um, so now I'm going to lead into the next question here. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what, how, how did you go from being the jock football player in the locker room <laughs> yeah. to being yuck, yuck, <laughs> the, the clown in Q line? Like right. how did, how did that go? Because I know it was a really quick transition. It was, it was, so it was. I'm just curious how that all happened. Cause I've yeah. never really heard the story. Sure. And can we, can we add a, a prelude to that chapter as well? And yeah. I guess, to get into that too, because I know that was like kind of like one of your first experiences as a scare actor. Yes. What, like, how did you find out about becoming a scare actor, and how did you get connected with Nightmare to uh, to get into all that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, we had always gone, you know, before I got into acting, mm -hmm. we had always gone like to the Monster Mountain. Yep. We really liked that one, and we really liked um, Nashville Nightmare. Went mm -hmm. to Nashville Nightmare every year. Oh yeah. Um. And and. I guess I don't know what brought it up or what what made me think about it, uh, but there was just one year I thought, man, I wonder if I can do that. I wonder if I can act. I love them so much. I love right. Halloween so much. Right. I love dressing up so much. 
I wonder if I can do the other side of it. Yeah, of course. And so I thought, man, you know what? I'm just going to go online and fill out an application. And I did that. And um, they contacted me and said, hey, come on in at this date. You can come in and audition. And so when I went into audition, um, or when I went in to get like the paperwork and meet some people and all that kind of thing, mm -hmm. they said the audition date is this day, or we're doing the zombie apocalypse laser tag thingy. Where you know actors would dress up as zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. They yeah. would do the laser tag around their head, and then yep. yeah, like battlegrounds. Yeah, battleground. Yeah, yeah. The, they would come through and shoot them, and you have to fall and get back mm -hmm. up. And so I chose to do that instead of like a typical audition. That right. was my audition. Nice. And so I did that one year, um, and that went well. And they said, "Yeah, come back, and uh, you can be here during the season." So then, to answer your question, as far as the football guy, I um. <laughs> They just put me in that. That was my first thing. They walk, I walk in. They're like, hey, we're going to put you in this this football jersey that has half a football sticking out. And you're going to be we, – we don't have a place for you. You're just going to be in horror high. They didn't have me anywhere. They just said, you're going to roam. And so nice. I was like, this is my first thing. I'm like, okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to walk around. And um, that was kind of a learning thing for me. It was a little bit scary yeah. uh, doing that. Um, and then eventually I got – I found a spot and eventually – Side note, real quick, with that character, by the way, um, this was very interesting, and it was a lesson learned for me in Haunting. Mm -hmm. When I was first that character, the reason why it wasn't as successful as like I wanted it to be or like they wanted it to be yeah, was because I was just trying to always be scary. I thought haunted houses have right. to always be scary. Right. You're a monster. you got to be scary. But that wasn't coming across well, me dressed up as a zombie football player. <laughs> You know, with a random football sticking out of my mm -hmm. chest. And so I remember talking to a veteran actor there. He's not there anymore, but there's so many people that have helped me along the way. Man. Right. He was one of them. And I said, and I had a friend of mine that asked me, hey, why don't you try this with this character? Why don't you try to be kind of funny? So I went to this veteran actor and I said, is, is it wrong for me to try to do other things besides be scary? And he said, dude, listen, you have a football sticking out of your chest. And so that clicked with me. And I started doing stupid stuff like calling out <laughs> football plays and being an idiot and like I like I was going to tackle the customers and <laughs> throwing passes and stuff like I was doing dumb stuff like that. I love it. And it went well. Um, and so that was like a lesson learning and haunting. By the way, we can come back to that in a little bit if yeah. you want to. But to, to to finish your question though, I was the football guy, but I was inside. I had really bad allergies. I guess we all do in the south. I don't know. Yeah, but I had really uh, bad allergies. You're not born with them; they just develop as you get older. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. And so I was in inside, which you guys know can get foggy, can oh, get yeah. dusty, can mm -hmm. get dirty, and I was just having such a hard time. And I remember contacting them, and I said, "Guys, I don't think I can work inside. I'll be a staff member. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll help with parking. I just cannot." do that inside right and they said all right well hey it was like almost middle of the season like we'll just stick you outside we'll just stick you out there we need some people and i said well i have my own clown stuff it wasn't the yuck yuck clown it was like other random mask that i had painted up myself kind of i'd bought it and then you know adjusted it mm -hmm. come up with this i think i mentioned it to you earlier well in another podcast about it was kind of a woodsy clown guy yep. had an axe yep and it was like in the woods and that kind of scary clown guy um, and then I was outside, almost kind of like directing traffic. Every now and then I'd be like, rah, but then I'd be like, y'all go this way. Like it was that, <laughs> it was that, like I wasn't like a character yeah. character. It was like a, 
staff slash character guy you yeah. know, or something, right, right. something weird and um but that's how i got outside and then it turns out i guess they liked what i did or something and it just evolved and i've been outside ever since so and then to go from that to the yuck yuck did you want to is that what you asked too yeah. about mm-hmm. um what went from the woodsy clown guy to the current yuck yuck clown is when i was out there I would always, which I still do to this day, try to think of stuff to entertain the customers. Because mm-hmm. um, I was trying to change my mindset from being scary to entertaining like I did the football yep. guys. So and you I, actually helped me out a lot with this, that this past season, oh, too. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, a lot of that was learning from me. Yep. And so I thought I always liked, I've always liked magic. I've always liked that sort of thing. And it first started, like, little kids would come through. And I knew I was like a creepy clown, the woodsy creepy clown guy but i kept clown noses in my pocket to give to them if they were scared i was like here put this on and you can be like me and they won't be scared and so they liked that thought that was cool and then i just randomly started doing magic tricks with them excuse me and people enjoyed that and so um so that happened that year just the red ball magic trick thing then the next year it didn't jive with me being a woodsy random I'm gonna kill you clown too. Hey, I'm gonna do some magic tricks too. It was kinda of weird to me. Right. And so I wanted to fit in my head. And so I thought I need to be more of a traditional type clown with the red hair and more the red nose. And style. circusy and like the yeah. polka dots or the stripes and the that sort of thing. Bozo esque. Yeah. Mixes better to me Absolutely. with the magic tricks. Yeah. And that developed I went in, got my own mask, created my costume tried to work on that character and I've slowly over the years as you guys know now my character is probably not scary at all I mean I, looking at it, I know people hate clowns but yeah besides that I'm more of like let's have fun yeah we're gonna prank I've let's still do seen tricks I've still you know. seen people take off running from you though. <laughs> dude I know yeah, yeah. And I'm Those like are... come back I just want to hug you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no now, now that you can actually get hugs because you know COVID-19 dude right right exactly um, but apparently, but I, yeah. I didn't get to. I wasn't there more. in the COVID season. But apparently, you had the best mask made for the pandemic and everything yeah. too. And I know a lot of people, actor wise, were pretty jealous of what you pulled off. With yeah, because yeah, because I tried. I did a because every, you know, we all, we all had to wear a mask mm-hmm. underneath our mask mask, yep. like the, yep. the the main mask. And so I wanted to swap that, and I put on a regular mask that all the customers had to wear outside of my mask. Cause right, first of right. all, I wanted to be like them and show them like, Hey, I'm going to wear a mask too. Yeah. But also painted a smiley face on it. So it would fit well with my mask. I like it. You know, well, wait, so you painted that? Yes. See, I wasn't, I was unaware of that. I yes. thought that was something that was screen printed on there. And oh no. I, it was just a black mask I had for like normal every day. Okay. okay. And I painted a smiley face on it. So it would kind of somewhat fit with the mask. The yuck yuck mask. That's uh, that's awesome. That kind of gives me my yeah. next question: is uh, what point did you realize that you enjoyed painting? Because I know you do it a lot. Ooh, like you, yep. you recently painted the the food truck. Yeah, my ice and, cream oh, yeah. truck for yeah, part of the I season. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. at what point did you realize that you enjoyed doing that stuff to the point that you brought it into the haunt? Oh man. Uh, well, when I I first started doing artwork when I was really little. Probably the same year I got lost at, at the costume. I don't know. And, um, he left a trail of paint all the exactly. way to the costume section. <laughs> so that's where those footsteps came that's from. That's where it came from. No, um, I've always, always, I've always drawn. I've, my mom and dad used to say, 
they would, um, when I was real little, they could just put me down on the couch with a pencil and a tablet or like this magazine. I would like look at pictures and try to, you know, cut out stuff or I would be drawing since, since a tiny, since I was a little bitty. And, um, as I got older, I took art lessons, um, took, took, took art in high school and just developed my art over time. Um, and then as far as now that I'm older, I do a lot of one-off, you know, mm -hmm. uh, paintings for people. Uh, but the ice cream truck came out of nowhere. Uh, Brad had asked me, hey, you think you can convert this ambulance into an ice cream truck? And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how in the world am I going to do this? Um, but I just did some thoughts on it. I did some sketches on my iPad, showed them different things I was thinking. And they said, hey, do your thing, you know, whatever you think. And they allowed me that freedom and just worked. I don't know. I had never done something that big. Yeah. And it, um, oddly enough, actually spawned my first Q-Line character, too. Which yeah. That for whatever reason, that character, like, came in and out. But I think a lot of people kept associating it with Yuck Yuck. So, mm. thankfully, I ended up going into a different mask, which, oh, my God. I hate to say, like, I was the first person to wear that clown mask. Mm -hmm. So, it was just, like... Jeff putting both his hands on the outsides of my head and squeezing that. So, I mean, I was, Can we try I was, that? yeah. Oh, then you're down a host, <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, uh, it Can was fun that? too, because you know, it was like getting to be associated with you. Yeah. But then it's also at the same time, like, well, dang, if they're mistaking me for him, cause it was pretty similar. Like, I think it was very closely based off of your clown mask. Mm, it was close. And it was like the little brother of, it kind of looked like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we still had a few things that we could do to have fun with people. Mm -hmm. You gave me the, uh, the confetti poppers to get them with. And like, you were just so generous and giving in oh, that thanks, too, where man. Like, you, you've heard stories and I've seen it, especially in wrestling. If somebody does anything similar, they put the guards up, they try to right. squash it. Right. And, but I mean, like, I was you like, no, just, man. You went all out, and especially not even just me, but all the new actors that were there this uh, season, which were more plentiful than I realized. Sure. But, you know, it's like you were one of the ones that uh, stuck out just how generous you were to give back to those people, too. And a little fun confession, I'm sure you caught on to it. Every time that. you did a, a magic trick out mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. like I, I would stop and watch and try to figure out how you did it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to ask you to pull back behind the curtain, but... sure. What went into you learning how to do these magic tricks? Did you already oh, know them, or is question. that something you learned to go with the character? <laughs> oh, I, first of all, thanks for saying that. I really appreciate that, buddy. I really, all from really the heart. I, seriously, I really do appreciate that. Um, learning magic tricks, man. Oh my gosh, I don't know where it came from. I've always been intrigued by magic. My dad took me to see David Copperfield. Oh, when I was uh, smaller, when I was younger, mm -hmm. at uh, TPAC. Oh, nice. It was really cool. I've seen him a couple times. It was really neat, but I've always been intrigued by it. I had a, a, a toy magic set when I was little. I had a top oh, hat yes. and all that stuff. And <laughs> yes. It was, no. really, it was really cool, you know. Um, I've always been intrigued by it, and um, I, I actually learned a lot. Well, no, the, 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 the magic trick at the haunted house that kind of put the magic stuff like out there, mm -hmm. the, the red nose ball yes. trick. Oh, yeah. That was kind of the first one I did, and like I, I still have a lot of people come back and say, "Show us the ball trick." Like that still happens, but that came on by me kind of finagling another trick I had learned from a friend he did with these bottle caps. Oh, and I thought, "Oh, that's cool," and he showed me how he did it, and so I made it my own with the I like it with the with I the clown like noses. It. But then I have the rubber bands, and I have the, all the other stuff, and I learned yeah. the rubber band trick. 
uh, through YouTube. You can learn a lot of tricks in YouTube. Okay. But I was tr- I always try to get tricks that can be quick, things I can carry. Mm-hmm. That'll be like really quick, snappy. Absolutely. Um, I had a customer this last year actually come in. And this past year, I started doing this lipstick trick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. And he did that on me. And then I was blown away by it. And he said, here, I'll show you how to do it. Maybe you can use it around here. So it was super cool. Oh, he spoke, He said he was going to come back this next year and show me some more. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Of course. Yeah. So it was that was really cool, too. Yeah. yeah I, I've always liked it. And I every year, I'm, I'm always watching videos. And I'm just trying to learn something different for each yep. year. Man, that's I love how it. it goes. I love it. Yeah. And then just, again, too, like, especially you mentioned earlier the kids thing. And I know I was one of the, like, rare characters outside that Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily too scary, but you could still get a scare out of somebody if you timed it right. But, you know, especially with the kids even, man, it's so cool just to see how, like, if a family comes in, the kids just flock to you because they want to see the magic tricks, they want to take the pictures, mm-hmm. and they want to see you dance too. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that, that that cracks me up because where I was at last year, I could see straight out to the midway. Yeah, they would be nobody out there in the middle of the midway, and here you are just dancing. Still dancing. Yep. Yep. Nobody there. For some that's, reason, that's, you get your cardio, dude. Right? <laughs> For some reason. Oh wait. Side note. One time I took my heart rate monitor out there while we're doing it because I, I think you'd mentioned that or something yeah. and so I put it on and yeah. I burned like 3,000 calories in a few hours I was Ooh. like what in the world am I doing makes sense with all the sweat you get on that my mask work, man. Dude, those masks anyway <laughs> no I don't know where the dancing thing came from I just well I always enjoy dancing not that right. I'm a good dancer but I think it's fun Yeah, and, you're braver uh, than me it just translated into the into the clown and then people seem to enjoy it because yeah. I'll even have some people come up and dance with me and we'll do TikToks we'll yep. do anything yep. Yep. and it translates well for that Absolutely. environment. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. It's different than all the scare. You know, I try to be something different. Yep. Something that, to try to hit them with different things. Yeah. So I'll be the, I'll be that guy. They'll get scared at other places. Yep. So. I mean, that's, so. that. I mean, that's the smartest mentality to have because, especially if you've got somebody like Bunny Man up there or yeah. you've got Seven or you've got, uh, you know, like sliders out there yeah. or if AC's out there, you know, in a different character, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways they can be scared, but when they get somebody that can entertain them mm-hmm. and they give them the diversity of entertainment, mm-hmm. like that just, that's something that sticks out big time. Yeah, man. And see, that stems from what I was telling you guys earlier, mm-hmm. the football guy story. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I it, love really, it. it really, really changed my mentality towards yeah, it absolutely it's really funny how you mentioned that mm-hmm. it's like that one person gave you that one piece yes. of advice just like justin gave flynn his one piece of advice is how to be a pirate mm-hmm. you know i don't so, even know mm-hmm. if, it, if you could even say giving advice or just giving me the blessing to do it it's like <laughs> i don't want to get in trouble here but eh, go be a dick yeah, you know? yeah just, i remember yeah. hearing that on his podcast <laughs> yeah but it's so true. It's just it's that one little thing, and it just resonates with you. Mm-hmm. And then you get to bring the layer of authenticity that's you to that character, even though it's a football player with a foot or you know a football out of his chest, mm-hmm. or yuck yuck the clown. Even there's still layers of the real person in that, and you get to have fun. And then by association, your customers get to have fun with it too. Mm-hmm. So, and I want I want to say this too. Um, speaking of that veteran guy who gave me that um everything that you see the stuff i do today of course i'm still learning i'm still asking for advice you know, mm-hmm. from oh, you guys or from anybody 
but a lot of the stuff that I've learned or have developed over the years has been through trial and error, but it's yep. also in through experience, but it's also been through so many veteran people giving me advice. Absolutely. Like there are, I could name them. I don't, I mean, there's a lot that I've gained inspiration from. Yeah. A couple that are even still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that there's no competition. It was like, yep. you were amazing at what you do and how can I improve? And there were exactly. even sometimes when I first started, they just took me under their wing yep. and they would say, spray, you know, Jeremy, come up here, uh, get in this picture. Cause I'd be timid. Yeah. Or, same, same with us this season so, too. Cause you know, some guys are, and not that we experienced it, but you know, some guys are particular that they only want to be the one in the photo. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, like other people are like, dude, get in here, make yeah. it, make it special for them. It's like, sweet. I'm not stepping on your toes. Here we go. Sure. You know? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I'm very thankful. Absolutely. For those others that have gone you know, and before us. One thing that you spoke about that really sticks out to me, and I think it's something that goes against a lot of, and I'm not trying to give a life lesson here, but sure. you're going to get a life lesson. We're mm-hmm. always taught that you want to have success more than you have failure. You want to hear yes more than you hear no. But you don't really, you learn through your successes, you learn through wins, but you also learn a lot more about how to adapt and how to make things work and get those wins by trial and error. You only fail if you give up after that. Mm -hmm. But if you find a way to recover and revamp and just get back into it with more drive and determination, you're going to find what works for Yuck Yuck the Clown. You're going to find what works for Jeff in whatever position he's in, whether it's a sea hag or making a woman puke. You know, like, you're going (laughs) to find what makes it work. Like, maybe what Jeff did to the customer before didn't make her puke, but, oh, look what Jeff did here. Now there's... You know, spew on the floor. You know, thanks, Jeff. But I mean, it's it all comes through trial (laughs) and error, and you just have to be willing to have fun and put yourself out there to make it work, and then be a sponge and be willing to learn and ask for advice Mm -hmm. and not think you know it all too. So, there's your life lesson for the day. I charge on the side, (laughs) dude. And this is the new podcast uh, segment called Life Lessons by Flynn. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) but dude, for real, like there's there are so many times. That I did mess up. Yeah. So many times I did something that did not work. Oh yeah. Still no, yeah. ha. Oh, still happens. Mm-hmm. And I ha- try to just let it roll off, learn, and move forward. Yeah. You know. Yep. Or I mean, that's, you even. I'm not good at that, but I try. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's I'm such a perfectionist. A lot of times. When and it that's comes to stuff. that's one thing I've learned too. And man, it's been a recurring theme. And Jeff, you've picked up on it too from both podcasts where we interview mm-hmm. people. If you're in the entertainment industry, if you're an artistic person, mm-hmm. you have a hard time letting things go because you're your own worst critic. You have to just let it, you know, you, you have to get out of your own way sometimes and you can't let that one customer that maybe the magic trick didn't work on be what weighs mm. you down when it worked for thousands of other people that night too. Mm. So, I mean, you're, you're speaking on my level right now for sure. Cause I have to remind myself of that daily, man. Okay. Sorry. I'm kind of going off a little bit, but no, this, you're good. This made me think of this. Us being outside. Yep. There's so much improv. Mm-hmm. There's so much having to, to act on your feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, depending on what is coming towards you. Yep. Depending on what you're about to interact, man. Oh, yeah. And, dude, there have been times, which I don't know how far you want to get into stuff, but there have been times where I've, it's been bad. Yeah. You know, where I've been like, oh, my gosh, I said the wrong thing, or I handled this incorrectly, or that person's crazy. Yeah. How oh, do I yeah. how do I react to that? Do I get mad? Do I walk off? You know, and I've had to learn over the years how to handle that. But there was an in- instance last year that 
I don't think I've told anybody this except I don't know a couple. A couple I think people. we may have we may have talked about it in, in the actors lounge, but Maybe. I think I know where you're going. But I, I mean, I, I don't I don't have to get into it or anything. But it was just an incident that happened that I, I thought that I would not come back. It was that like that bad. Right, right. To my like, you know, to my yeah. heart, like I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, no, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, the way it just affected me, you know, and but again, it was one of those in- instances. That I try to learn from, of course, and continue forward. You know, of course. So mm-hmm. stuff happens, man. It's not always, yep. You know, fun magic <laughs> tricks. Woohoo! It can be a lot of different things. Yeah, and it I mean, really can it? And I, it's so weird too because, especially now, like I've noticed that sometimes, like I don't know if it's the universe is out of alignment or what it is, mm-hmm. but. We would mention it to each other and several other actors too. If we were ever like in the actors' lounge on break or something, it's like the vibe just feels off tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what's going yeah. on, but you mm-hmm. know, like the crowds are not like as outgoing. They're just kind of withdrawn or they're negative, or you know, like even in everyday life, you know, it's like there's a funk going around, and even people that aren't connected to each other outside of just knowing you happens in everyday life too. It's just like a cycle of things that happen. And, you know, it's sometimes you just got to chalk it up to one of those nights because mm-hmm. the next night you come back and the energy's off the charts oh, and yeah. it's an eight, nine mm-hmm. hour night. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, just because we're in costume or we've got, you know, the big bulky mask on and all mm-hmm. the makeup on doesn't mean that we're not still human. We uh, still yep. we still feel emotion. We still have the emotions of. I wish I did. That's so true, dude. Something, you know, happens at home with your kid or your kid gets hurt at school or you go to the haunt and that's on your mind. Yeah. You kind of, it's hard to push through that. Yeah. But, you know, as haunters, we still have to be able to do that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're still human. So, and I guess this is out for our. For, this is for our listeners out there. Mm-hmm. It is okay to have those emotions, and still go to work at the haunt. Yes, mm-hmm. you don't have to feel like, oh, just because, you know, of this situation, I can't. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, everybody sure. deserves a mental health day. Sure. Of course, if you need it, take it by and all means. Let's sure. also be real too. Sure. If you have a family emergency, be with your family. Absolutely. You know, like, but, you know, if your kid gets in trouble at school and that's weighing weighing your mind down or something, by all means, bring that and try and find a way to channel it into whatever character you have that night. But if you have that just completely off day, you need a mental health day, you have a family emergency, don't be afraid to just say, hey, this is going on. I need to take a day. I'm sorry for the late notice. But, yeah, it's life. We're adults. And some things you just can't help. But, yeah, I mean, some things are just, they're impossible to leave at the door, try as you might. But, again, we're human, even though we wear masks and dress up like demons and clowns and whatever Jeff's dressed up like right now. You know what I mean? It's just, we're human underneath. That's all it is. Sorry to spoil it for you. <laughs> so, um, me- mental health brings me into a question that I've had on my mind since we started talking tonight. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to segue and progress into it now. Um, so you, you, we talked about you dancing and doing cardio at the haunt. Mm. We talked about your heart rate monitor. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's getting the, the mindset now that you're big on personal fitness. Sure. Um, how did it go from haunt 
to Yuck Yuck leading the Halloween dance party at the at the uh, gym that you go to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've I've seen the videos. Yes, I wanted to be there. Yes, but like I I know the owner of that that gym. Yeah, he's a chicken. And you can tell him I said that because he don't come to the haunt. So, so I'm trying to figure out how I'll this tell him tomorrow. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. So you were a football player with a pigskin coming out of your chest. Yes. Jeff's going to show up here next week with a five-pound dumbbell sticking out of his ears. So yes. There we go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, well, that specific video or whatever that you, know, you saw that, um, at the gym they had this Halloween dance class you know uh class um cardio class and um he said man yuck yuck needs to make an appearance i said dude i'm totally in yuck yuck will be there as long as we can make some really cool videos and he said absolutely so you had other people dress up as well yeah but definitely yuck yuck was there and the, the, the biggest question i have there which i think you guys can relate was man aren't you gonna get hot in yeah. that mask absolutely aren't you gonna get hot in there and I was like, uh, yes, I'm going to die. However, it's nothing compared to the six hours or seven hours that I wear this mask. I'm just going to be wearing it for like an hour, you know. Yeah. And they were like, what? Oh, man. You know. Um, so it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. I think everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I know I've seen you. Um, it was fun. I've seen, I seen Yuck Yuck with the with the sweat headband across his head. Yes. Yep. Um, I think yes. I've seen a sumo wrestler there. You, know, I've seen you a, did. I've seen a few other people there. Yeah, so. man. It was fun. It was a good time. Everybody was, you know, in good spirits about it. It was cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm just realizing now, too, um, I was going to try and send y'all a message as y'all were talking, but I couldn't <laughs> find our group chat in time. Okay. <laughs> so as Jeff is talking about mental health, I need yes. somebody to Photoshop a picture of Jeff on a Dr. Phil. <laughs> so there we go. But, man, okay, so <laughs> let's... Uh, That's awesome. Let's also just speak about this, you know, like because you brought your wife to the haunt for the first time. Yes. And you'd mentioned when we interviewed uh, over on the I Know You Hear Me podcast, which that's already out. Go over there, listen in the archive. Season two, fun episode. You'll enjoy it too. Cheap plug. I know you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, like you mentioned that she was afraid of going through the haunted houses. So what was it like for you convincing her to come out and, you know, just meet you know, meet your fellow actors and just have fun at the experience. What was that like? Oh, man. At first, she was pretty hesitant. You know, she was really hesitant. Understandable. Um, and to me, I wanted her, I don't know, it meant a lot for me. Of course, yeah. Just to see her and see us yeah. in our element, you know, and see, like, this is what I do every Friday and Saturday yep. Yep. during haunt season. You don't have to go in, but... Um, you know, it's all, you know, where we work is almost like a scare park. I mean, yeah, you have I mean, drinks, it's like fire breathers. You have yeah. dude, attractions galore. You have escape games. You have axe throwing, all kinds of stuff, man. And I said, you don't even have to go in. You can just come and chill. You know. And it's funny you say scare park. I think at one time yeah. they actually called Nashville Nightmare a scream park to oh. play off of theme park. I think, oh, I like. I that. think at one hey. point they did use that. Nice. It is kind of like that, you know. Yeah. It is. You can get something to drink, something to eat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, um, I think, I think eventually, well, let me, let me take that back. At first she was pretty scared. Um, but then we had some friends going and they were all trying to get a group together to go. And she said, you guys can go in, I'll stay out. And so I think that kind of piqued the interest, interest a little bit more. And so, um, and the first time her mom came with her. So that worked, my brother-in-law. So that worked out 
well, they hung out together. We got a picture together and all that kind of thing. And I introduced her to people. But she really enjoyed it from what she was there. But as soon as I left her, as soon as I was like, all right, I've got to go do my thing, they were out. Yeah. She was like, I'm, yeah, she, I'm she's like, somebody's going to come scare me. i got to go. You know? <laughs> she was scared. But no, she, she enjoyed it. Oh, she yeah, really I mean, did. And you could tell, too, like just how special it was to you just to have her there and oh, have man, her get to yeah. meet everybody. I mean, that was an awesome experience, yeah. too. It was, man, because I was trying to show her. I was like, these are normal people. Yeah. It's all Because she's been in theater for years and yeah. years. And I'm yeah. like, this yeah. is the same thing you do. These are sets. These are yep. acting. You know. They might forget they took a picture with you in the photo booth, but exactly. they'll, they'll remember months down the line when they see it in the retail shop. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that kind of brings me to my next question, too, uh, because as we're recording, I just recorded an interview with her last night for mm. the I Know You Hear Me podcast. Again, cheap plug, unintentional, but you guys know what to do by now. So, you know, she mentioned, too, starting out, you guys have been together 12 years now. This year will be 12 years. Congratulations, by the way. Nice job. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I do my due diligence nice. here. <laughs> she said it last night. I've had concussions, Jeff. Sometimes memory <laughs> is an issue. I'm doing my best here, for God's sake. But, um, you know, she mentioned, you know, the first couple seasons were kind of like an adjustment period for y'all mm -hmm. because you're working full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're newly married. Um, and then on top of that, too, You've got this new this new job on nights and weekends where you would normally have that time off. You're working God knows how many days straight a week when haunt season really picks up and we get closer to Halloween. What was it like for y'all like finding a way to still make time for each other, still prioritize downtime and just not overwhelm yourself when haunt season really picked up and you've got a wife at home too. Like how do you guys make mm. that work? Oh man. I'm going back in my mind to like the first couple of years. Um, I'm gonna be crazy honest. I'm gonna be super honest right now. Yep. Um, me working at the haunt, especially the first year outside. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't know how to say this. Let's just say you have a lot of people. Yep. A lot of um, I would say women who like love clowns. Yes, and we were actually just, warned about that at the start of the season yes. too. It's no exaggeration. And I don't mean that weird or anything. I'm just being honest, man. And that was hard. That was one of the lessons for me to learn. One yep. of the improv, one yep, of the yep, yep. things to learn how to deal with. Um, so at the very beginning, um, that was a little bit troublesome. Of course, yeah. When that, whenever that stuff would happen and I would have to learn. And I say, I'm, I'm sorry, the only reason I'm saying that is because Faye and I had to learn how to deal with with not only that, but all kinds of stuff like that in the haunt Yeah. at the time. And then, of course, the simple fact that we were apart yeah. a lot of the time during that season. Yep. Um, so we really had some really tough talks. Understandable. Especially on a Saturday morning. How yeah. did last night go, Jeremy? Well, this, 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 and this <laughs> happened. And there you have it. Then it's like, okay, so... How are we going to deal with this? Yeah. And some of that, too, was me learning how to deal with it Absolutely. and not bringing so much home to be like, oh, it was just this is not a big deal. At the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh, this happened. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and like uh, stop you right there. And I don't mean this no. at all, but I mean, like, no. the fact that you were willing to not just brush it off, the fact that you were willing to be open and honest mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. and want to know what we like, how do we fix it going forward? Mm -hmm. That I mean, that speaks volumes to your character and your commitment to mm -hmm. her as well. So, I mean, that's that says a lot right there. Thank you, man. Because I, I, you know, 
and other people may disagree. But that's fine. But I, I just felt I needed to tell her. Yeah. I feel like I need to be honest. Yeah. Be like, this stuff is happening. I'm not sure how to handle it. Um, it's not a big deal. I know I, they see me as a character. Right. It's not right, a right. thing. But still, it's bothering me inside. Yep. I'm, I'm still learning how to adjust to it emotionally of inside. Course. Yeah. Of course. So I need to tell, I'll talk to my wife about it. You know. Yep. And so. We worked through that, and I'm still learning, but yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it. And, I mean, it, it doesn't help, too, because you still want to give the customer a good experience, yes. but, again, there have to be certain boundaries that are understood. And, I mean, it doesn't help sometimes when they may get drunk or they may just be like, oh, come on, come on, especially when you've got a, and in my situation, a face full of, dangly, phallic-shaped things that even the guys are trying mm-hmm. to, like, hey, can I grab it? Can exactly. I hold it? You know, it's like... No. Do I come up and say, hey, can I hold, you know, like, can I hold your nose or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, do I come to your job and do that? But I'm here to entertain you, but there's a fine line to it as there well. There is. I think you had mentioned it earlier, Jeff, about being a, we're characters, but we're still human. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You know, they see us as characters. Yeah. So sometimes maybe they feel like they have the freedom to yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was that big thing with me and Fan. That was kind of a big thing the yeah. first couple of years. And, of course, being a part. And so what we've done along the way is, like, we're still open communication. Absolutely. She is super cool with any of the stories. Yeah. And she she knows it's nothing, like, personal, and she tries to help me go through it. Yep. She really does. She's awesome at that. I mean, she knows where your heart is. She. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. She, you know, we really try to be like that with each other. And uh, the other thing is we also set aside time. So Sundays, I very rarely work at the haunt. Right, right. Um, for church stuff, but also to be with Fane. Yep. And we'll have that time. I was like, this is us. This is us. Or we'll have like an earlier date night in the week. Yeah. We really try to plan that stuff so we still have our time together. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And that's, I mean, that's a big part of it right there, too. But, um, I again, I think, too, just going back to your character as well, mm-hmm. we mentioned this earlier when you see crops of new talent coming in, mm-hmm. what is your thought process? Like, are there things that jump out to you that show you signs of like, hey, they have some potential? Is there are there things like, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like just what do you what do you what goes through your mind when you see new actors coming in? Honestly, I don't. That's a tough question because I think I don't necessarily look at all oh, they're outgoing. Yeah. Or they're, they're this, they do that. I think in my heart, in my mind, I'm thinking I need to help them feel welcome. Absolutely. I think that's where I go. Yeah. I don't look at them and say, they could be good at this character. Right, right, I right. I think I need to be loving. I need to be nice to this person. Yep. Because I can remember how I felt coming in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was hoping you would go with you know? that yep. too. And, and there's a lot of people that's in our industry that – don't get that in their everyday life. Yeah. Oh, so for yeah. so for somebody like you to step up to the plate yeah. and just let somebody know that somebody's there for them mm-hmm. or to put a hand on their shoulder and say, hey, I know you're going through a bad time right now, mm-hmm. but I'm here for you. Let me know yep. if you need anything. Oh, sure. That makes the world a difference to somebody. Sure. And so Again, sure. too, not trying to make this, you know, like I, I've, I've said it before and I'll probably say it many times over. It may be our new drinking game at this point, but I mean, what you did and what several other actors did, and I'm, I can't name everybody because I know I will forget someone, but the way that y'all made us feel welcome, especially being new actors, was very similar to what I experienced in you know the voiceover and the acting world because there's a place for everybody. Everybody brings something unique to the table. There's no wrong or there's no, you know, like, what's the way it says? 
there's just different, and all the differences that we all have as actors bring a buffet-style thing to the haunted attractions that make it unique for our customers. And that was a hard thing for me to let my guard down on at first because, Jeff, as you started branching out into the wrestling world and learning how to be a referee and working event security, mm. you haven't experienced it as much, but there's a lot of petty jealousy and insecurities in the wrestling world where somebody will say they're your friend, they'll be your best friend to your face, but as soon as you turn around, five or six knives in the back, you know, that whole thing. So when you come from that for over a decade and you're so guarded, it's hard to accept that, but when you actually see it and you see it every day and you see the actions, you because, I mean, every time you would come in, you would always make your way around the room. You would check in with everybody. Like, when you see that, and you see that it's genuine. I mean, it, it makes it hard to keep that wall up at that point. So Yeah. And and I don't mean to turn this into the the Flynn Hendricks show for tonight, but I do have a question for you on that. Oh. Um it, it's a serious question, don't worry. Um I know because of what you just mentioned, and I've seen it some in the wrestling industry, but how do you balance still being able to protect yourself on that one level that you need to, but being able to drop your guard a little bit to be able to, you know, balance on the other side of it where you know that people are genuine and care yeah. about you as a person. How I'll, do you do that? I'll be honest. And this is, I don't think it's going to be a secret to anybody, but to the people that I trust, like you guys, and I'm not just saying that because you're here, but to you guys, I'm comfortable you know, like letting you guys know if something's up. Like that that post I made last season about working X amount of days straight. I think it's like sixty five, mm-hmm. seven, whatever it was. Yeah. The yeah. dog issues and just being at my wits' end. I trusted talking to y'all about that. But there are some people that I may be good acquaintances with, but don't have that relationship with. So I keep my guard up by letting them know what they need to know. And also trying to keep it where it's not something that if they end up doing, go tell somebody, it can't be misconstrued. It can't be something that can be twisted to start drama or whatever it is. I just keep it need to know, but I keep my circle close, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm no expert, so, eh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everything Everything you said, I mean, was dead on what you did throughout the season veteran actors in the haunt did it too and i mean it it speaks volumes to the family dynamic and i think it's part of what made our attraction so special too and then you know on top of that man i had a really good question that i'm having a brain fart on now um have you okay here it is with these new actor classes especially you know like as we're getting into the haunt season have you considered ever coming in and you know, like, I don't want to say, like, being a guest lecturer, but just, like, being involved to help these new actors kind of find their comfort in these characters or in these, like, improv scenarios that are thrown out. Because I know that's something that I've taken on as extra responsibility for the upcoming season with my, I've lost track of the years of experience now, but, mm-hmm. you know, just helping people find their comfort zone and their level there. Have you ever considered doing anything like that? I, I, I hadn't, um, except for this year. Yeah. I've thought about doing it. Um, a couple times this year mm-hmm. uh, to be there and to meet the new people. If nothing else, just to help them of course. feel welcome, but to also maybe offer some sort of you know guidance yeah. just from experience that I've had. Um, I have thought about it, and I think I'll do it this year. But no, I've never done it. I had never really thought about it because I never thought of myself that, right, right. that way. 
And again, we're our own worst critics in that regard. Yeah, I never – like, what can I offer? Like, here's a magic trick. I was like, what do I <laughs> – you know, like, what do I offer them? And so – but uh, I think I'm going to take a step out there. It's a little scary for me, too. Oh, That's another course, reason. Dude, of course, yeah. Because um, I can be a little bit, especially in big group settings, on the introvert side. Oh, same here. And so it's hard sometimes for me to – Same here. Do that. I think sometimes I force myself to do that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I just let myself get lost in the crowd until I'm around people that I know will sure. get my weird humor or whatever it is. But, but no, I, I get that. Hey, but speaking of that, isn't it? I don't know about you guys, but it's so weird. I can be so, in, in a lot of settings, reserved and, yeah. and introverted and, yep. and to myself. And that that's always been usually mm -hmm. my go-to, my baseline, you know? Yeah. Um, when I put the mask on. Dude, it's like, it just changes. Nope. It just changes. Yeah. <laughs> and again, not not trying to That's turn this crazy. into anything about me, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it was the same thing with me, and I, I've made the joke tons of times. It's like if I can go out in revealing spandex and knee high boots, <laughs> why am I afraid of doing this? Right. It's like yeah. you you get that chance to stop being that introverted person and just let loose, have fun, and entertain people. Yeah, and that's. That's another crazy thing is I can I can go off of that a little bit mm -hmm. with with even me. Mm -hmm. um, I get into character with makeup on. Mm -hmm. People can still see my face. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's different Spooky. than if I've got a mask on. That's mm -hmm. another reason why I wanted to build my own costume mm -hmm. with an actual mask. Mm -hmm. Because once I get behind that mask, I ain't Jeff no more. Right. It's just different. Yeah. It's so, a completely different mindset. Yeah. yeah. So so what you're saying is with the paint, you're just Jeff. Just Jeff. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you got me. Oh, you finally. I need my finally. set again. <laughs> Jeff, add some sound effects on that. Add some yeah. sound effects on that. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. I will. There, there was a gap there. Oh, can, Lord. Thank that. God. Thank God. <laughs> um, so I got I got one more question here before we get into some of our, uh, our usual go-to questions. Sure. And I'm going to set the stage here, right? Okay. The Speaking year is 2016. Stage. This episode's going to be full of dad jokes. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. As my two-year-old is running around outside of the studio, refusing to go to bed and making my wife absolutely furious, but the things you do as a parent to bring quality podcasting entertainment to the masses. But no, okay, so I'm going to paint the picture here. It's a cool fall night in September of 2016. A group of young young adults is at Nashville Nightmare. One of them had no clue he would go on to become a Q-Line actor. He wants a picture with a certain clown and a boomstick walking around outside the midway. But said clown gives him the cold shoulder. Who? What? Who? I have to ask, what is Yuck Yuck's response to this? And there is photo evidence. No, what are you talking about? They, what? Um... <laughs> That was the uh, twin brother, Jerk Jerk. The yeah, clown. Was, yeah, that was Jerk Jerk the Clown. I knew you couldn't trust the clown. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Uh, I remember that picture, man. See, here's the thing, too. It's like, I forgot all about that yeah. until it popped up on my time hop, and it's like, okay, I'm sitting here working with you now. We've been doing this for, like, almost a month, and then it's like... Wait a second. Huh. Oh, man, I was a lot fatter back then, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, of course, I get it because it made the picture that much better. Like, my friend is laying on the ground. 
His now wife is just looking disgusted over my shoulder. I don't know what my other friend was doing, but I think he was looking at you. Your back was turned, and I'm just standing over him giving him the old DX yes. suck. Yeah. And we'll post the picture on that, too. But it's like the things you block out of your memory and, and until you just have that one little, like, thank God for time hop, it pops up, and it's like, huh, you don't say. And it's, you know, it's just. It's crazy. What's it funny is. is that I think think after you showed that to me i think i remember that yep yeah because you guys went all want to do weird poses and stuff yeah I said, yeah i'll just turn doing this way the wrestler poses and one yeah. of them wanted to do the old uh yeah draw me like one of your french spooky girls and yeah. just go from there yeah That's oh really fun. man fun times mm-hmm. well jeff uh you want to throw our first go-to question or you want me to do it absolutely go-to question so um let me let me ask you this first okay do you regularly listen to Tales from the Haunt? Because if you do, you know what's coming. I've listened to, uh, I've listened to a few. I've listened to a few episodes. Just a few. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll I have a list like a ton. I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold Flynn back from doing a, a body <laughs> slam on you then. So. Okay. Cool. Okay, um, cool. So my my go to question I always ask every episode, every week, mm-hmm. every recording that we do. Okay. Is and this is going to be a good one for you. For somebody that's coming into the industry that's new to the industry mm. or, you know, the first timer that's looking to get into the industry mm-hmm. um, or even somebody that's been into the industry for a long time that, you know, hasn't had the the good trainings and things that we have, what kind of advice can you give them into helping them get past fears and things like that of their own? Yeah, the way I, I approach that, or the way when, when you're when you're saying that question, I had all these thoughts, but to me it goes to a bigger picture of life and the way I try to live, and that is pursuing your passions, trying to pursue your talents, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always easy sometimes. Like when we went back, when we were talking earlier about me going to the haunted house or trying trying out, I didn't know a soul, I didn't know anybody, and that took some gumption for me. Like that took some to, uh, to take that first step and do it. But over time, and as I've gotten older, I've really tried to live that way. And to me, it's important to, to, to go after your passions, to, to live life, to be cliche, to the fullest, or whatever you want to say. Because so, to me, you, know, you only live once. And to me, I think those are gifts that were given. And in my mind, I try to tap into those gifts. Um, and so whether that is trying to be a haunt actor or whether it's trying to play the drums or whether it's wanting to be a personal trainer or whether it's mm-hmm. wanting to be an artist or whether it's wanting to be a school teacher or a doctor or whatever, you know, I think that is so important to uh, put that as a, you know, as one, of, as one of the main things Absolutely. Um, in your life. That's just the way I look at it. I don't know if that's advice. Did I, don't even, did I answer your question? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, and that actually took that actually took my answer one step further than what I was actually looking for, okay. and that gave me the broader everything in life. Just just going with your passion. I love that answer. That's, that's, what that's I, perfect. That's what I try to. And not to only do. did he overachieve there, but he also reinforced a reoccurring theme that has come across this podcast. Actually, both podcasts now, and just why not? Live life to the fullest. 
have have the experience whether it worked out or not instead of having the regret. I mean, really, why not? And I think about that. I think I don't care how old you are. Yeah. I don't care. You know, to me, whatever, man. Absolutely. Just do it and enjoy it and have fun. I mean, and the only limitations you that are that will stop you are the ones that you put on yourself. Absolutely. More than man. anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I might put a limitation on you here. I might make it difficult. I don't know. But okay. this is going to be one you're going to have to narrow down, and I might even let you have a 1A or a 1 and a 1A. Okay. <laughs> so what would you say has been your favorite scare? Actually, well, favorite or one that sticks out the most scare or experience with a customer at the haunt since you've been a, a scare actor? Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Favorite scare? Well, I've been hit a few times, which is cool. Because <laughs> you know you did your job. Yep, yep. Um. Until they hit you in the jejunum. Yeah, and then you're like, well. Oh. oh, no, I I can't. Oh, man, I got to think about that. But one that comes to mind, which I didn't even see, but apparently I scared someone so bad that they used the bathroom. But I didn't know about it yeah. until later. And they were like, hey, yuck, yuck. Hey, Spray, did you did you know that woman just ran straight to the, to the toilet because she was peeing on herself? And I was like, oh, cool. And everybody was like, high five. It's like, man. sweet. Uh, Apparently, I'm not part of the bodily fluid club here. Yeah, so that's happened. Good Lord. Apparently, that's happened, but I'm going to also flip it on the other side. You, like you said, like, good experience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This happens a lot, and this is not me saying toot my own horn. I'm just saying yep. it feels cool. Of course. Whenever, like, last year, um, I know I talked earlier about some of the bad experiences that we yeah. have, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. was a good one, and the majority of them are good, and yep. while I love it, and I appreciate the people that come to see us. It's amazing. But um, I could just I, I'm sitting there doing my thing, and all of a sudden, six or seven of these like probably middle school kids just run up mm-hmm. with their mom, and they're like, "Yuck, yuck!" And dude, I'm like giving hugs, yeah. high fives, and dude, when you have that sort of response as well, yep. man, that that really of hits course. hard. And that so that that's was a one cool experience too. That was one thing I absolutely loved, especially like if they would come up to me and they'd be like, "Yeah, man, we came all the way from." You know, wherever it may be, the mystical land, two hours away, four hours away, three states over. They said they come back every year because they love the attractions. But then, you know, they come to see Ott or they come to see Yuck Mm -hmm. Yuck. And just the fact that you get to build these relationships and have these experiences with these customers. I mean, again, like you said, not tooting your own horn, but go ahead and blow it at full volume because that's that's something special. Yeah, it really is. And man, that's I think that's a powerful note to uh, wrap up our line of questions on. And now we're going to step back into my world and we're going to call it in the ring here for a little bit. And everybody knows what that means. And if you don't, you may have been possessed the last time you listened to this podcast. <laughs> but what's going to happen is that we're going to give the reins of the show over to our good man, Yuck Yuck, here. He is going to get to ask Jeff and I each two questions. We don't know what he's going to ask. We don't know who he's even going to ask first. So Jeff is still thumbing through his book of one-liners, so he may have to uh, multitask here. But, I mean, that's how scary this is right now. We don't know what's coming. We don't know if it's going to be a speaker scare. We don't know if he's going to come out of the corner. We're at his mercy right now. So, Clown Man, whenever you are ready, man, the first victim is up. Dude, i got to think about this. <laughs> that's the best. Know. See, now we can't know either. So there you go, guys. Like, it's literally Man. on the fly. Man. Um, okay, I'll do, I do want to know this. Well, no. 
<laughs> no. This is tough. <laughs> we can also edit out any uh, any downtime as yeah, well. Yeah, this is so. going to be a little yeah. bit of downtime. It's like Trebek. So uh, I'm sorry. It's like Jeopardy music <laughs> with the Lord Molag noise playing in the background. <laughs> I just stole your soul. Blah, okay, blah, blah. okay, okay, okay. I have a question. <laughs> can you leave that in as a soul, <laughs> Please. This is haunted Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Sorry, random. Morgan Freeman's back. Morgan Freeman is back. Okay, um, I think I heard a little bit of this in one of y'all's one podcast. Maybe it's about yours. I don't remember. Um, but how did you get? Have you always liked? This is for Jeff, by the way. I know they can't see me. So, Jeff. I see who he's pointing at. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you always liked Halloween, or did something change along the way? Halloween haunted stuff, or does something change along the way as you got older and you're like, hey, I'm going to do haunted housing stuff? Like, where did it change or how did that lead up to that? You know, it's funny that you asked me that question because um, the my in my episode, I said that I never liked going to haunted mm-hmm. houses. Yeah. But the one thing that I forgot to put out there in my episode was when I was a kid, probably eight, nine, 10, 11 creative mind, just Jeff, if you can think of this, I made haunted houses in my parents' front yard out, oh, of, my, nice. out of my toys and, and my fire trucks and my little red I wagons. And I, I, I don't know what made That's me awesome. think of that just then, but it, it just randomly popped in my mind. So yeah, I mean, I've always loved Halloween. I've always went trick-or-treating, went trick-or-treating up until I was old enough to drive a car because then I was out partying and you know football games and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Halloween has always been a part of my life. I've always enjoyed it. But I do remember going for, as a vampire for like six years straight, which really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucked. <laughs> vampire. It sucked. Like, sucked. <laughs> all right. Wow. Tough crowd. You all are uh, pulling this over on me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't you. It's Flynn. Holy cow. Oh man. Was um. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm still. I'm asking another question. What made you want to do Nashville Nightmare? Um, so when I moved to Nashville, when I tra- as Flynn would say, when I transplanted to the area, oh, you're one of those. Uh, <laughs> um, I had to find something because I had been doing a haunt for the past three, four years over mm-hmm. in East Tennessee, um, with a future guest of ours. By the way, I'm not going to give any more spoilers than that. Um, but, um, I, I moved to Nashville and I knew if I didn't find something, I was going to have that itch come Halloween season and I was going to go crazy because I did take a break in my haunt career and went nuts the entire time every Halloween season. So, um, I was driving around and I was like, I think I was going to Home Depot or something. <laughs> and you know, it's like right down the road from us. Yeah. And I was like, Nashville Nightmare. I've heard of that place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to their website and figure out how to get in. And there it was. It went straight to their website. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Join the team. The application you know? and all yep. that. Yeah. Yep. And, and then I got the, uh, the text. No, I think it was an email from Jamie Lee uh, that told me that because of COVID-19, we wasn't doing interviews. Um, Well, we was doing interviews, but we wasn't doing auditions. 
we scheduled my Zoom call, and you know, the rest is history, really. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, that's awesome, man. That's really cool, Flynn. Yep. Um, have you always liked Halloween? Man, it's been one of my favorite times of the year. It mm-hmm. still is. But the one thing that really like sucked about it growing up when I was a kid is like clockwork. Every year when it would come time to trick or treat, I would end up getting sick. Mm. It's always been one of my favorite times of year, though. That's I a love, and especially like being a parent now and having a family like taking the kids to the pumpkin patch. But I mean, I just love being able to wear a hoodie, wear shorts and flip flops. It feels comfortable, and it's just like the gloomy weather, mm-hmm. the leaves just. The entire thing, man, it's it's got that eerie kind of like calming vibe to it, mm-hmm. but it's just, it, it's one of my favorite times of year mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sucked about it growing up was I always got sick when it was time to trick or treat. Yeah. So. And do you think that that, uh, and, and this is, I mean, I think I know the answer, but still, I would like to, for you to like vamp on it a little yeah. bit. Um, I'm sure you acting in the haunt world yep is very similar to your wrestling thing oh, in some yeah. instances of course it's different in some yeah, ways yeah 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 but what similarities do you have there do you do you pull from the same set of skills sometimes to an extent yes but obviously this the haunt world is way less physical it sure. still takes a toll on your body because you know like you said you're you're burning x amount of calories yes. a night you're on your feet and like you're just you're getting into character you adjust your physical mannerisms to match that character same as I do like in the booth for for characters and voice acting, but it's a lot of give and take, especially with your customers. Because Jeff, as you've seen with the crowd, somebody throws an insult at me, I respond right back to it. You know, what I mean, it's like yep. it, it's literally yep. improv, and it, it all works so hand in hand with each other. And then knowing the wrestling business, even for being in it as long as I have, really helped me adapt in the actors' lounge setting and just. Being able to, you know, like, go and not just be shy and go sit in the corner and not know everybody, but go and, you know, say hey to people, let them know that you're there, let them know that, hey, just wanted to say hey and see how you were doing today. Again, just build that family atmosphere because we're all there as a team. Our effort at the end of the night is the same thing. So, I mean, it's just, it all goes hand in hand in one weird way, shape, or form. And then, of course, you know, a wrestler who works at the haunt, gave me the idea hey try out for Q-Line a wrestler was involved in hiring me you know it's like it just mm. it all kind of comes back to wrestling in some weird way shape or form in my life mm-hmm. go figure yeah I, I love what you said and this is the last thing I'll say I, I don't mean to take up much time but you talked about being a team yeah being a family um, man I feel like we had a really good group or, yeah. we, or we have a really good group. Absolutely. Absolutely. At yeah. the Haunted House. And I think Such it's just going to keep getting at, better. At, man, at what they do. Mm-hmm. Such good set builders. I mean, oh, yeah. great staff. I mean, we really have a good team. Yes, sir. And, I mean, it's it's something that comes across for sure. Because, I mean, obviously when you think of a Haunted House, you think of the actors. Mm-hmm. You don't think, and hopefully this is something that changes. Because without these people, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't have things run as smoothly as the way they do. But, you know, the event staff. They deserve so much credit for what mm-hmm. they do. The mm-hmm. builders, the people that build and create these sets that you see or kind of see in these dark haunted houses, man. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that goes in behind closed doors that you don't even think about. Like it's a 100% team effort and it really does take a village. It really does. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, that's 
that's a key reason right here that we started this is just so people are more aware of what goes into these things that they love so much. For sure. So, mm-hmm. but man, like, dude, it doesn't even feel like we've been going as long as we have. And I mean, it feels like we just started. This has been a complete blast, a complete honor. And I feel like it's unanimous mm-hmm. in saying that you are welcome back anytime you want to be on. And if we can even make it work, I know it's going to be like herding cats, but man, if we could get some of the, the veteran Q line actors and have you all on at once, mm-hmm. just to talk about what goes into that world of the haunted attractions, dude, that would be awesome. That would be amazing, mm-hmm. man. Oh, I yeah. would love to do that. Absolutely. I really would. Now, if we could just uh, make the ceiling a little bit taller for Lord Molag. Yeah, we'll get him in here. We'll, 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 we'll work on that part of it. We'll work on that part of it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but... man in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got carrots, but we'd uh, have, we'd have to reinforce the uh, the the desk and oh things God. so it didn't oh. fall when he jumped on. Oh it. my God! Down yeah. goes the wall. But no, <laughs> seriously, I mean, this has been an absolute blast and one that I know both of us have been looking forward to for quite a while. So it just, uh, I mean, it's it's been an absolute honor. It's flown by, and I'm just so glad we actually got to do it in studio. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, and it was great, man. Thank and th- you. And thanks yeah. for having me too. I love what you guys thanks are doing. For being here. I really I really do. What you guys are doing is something is something awesome. So. Of course. And, and man, it, that humbles us. Yeah. I, I just speaking does, from really. the heart. Um, even even if I it's even if it's not um going through as we originally planned and trying to bring more people into the haunt industry and things like that at least we're spreading one piece of positivity into the hunt industry. And that's, that's another thing that I really care Mm. about is, Mm. is uh, try to get rid of all the negative in this world. So if we can, if we can put one positive thing out there in the world, that this is it. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. And then hopefully it'll attract some more people that may be thinking about getting into the scare acting world. Absolutely. Yeah. If we've done, if we get one person in our job is done, we may be spooky, but we are good people. We are human. Are we? Well, I mean, I don't know about you and that. Is that Bigfoot? Is that Chewbacca? Is it <laughs> Jack Link's beef jerky? Are you putting out there that they might sponsor the podcast? Because I hope so. That would be cool. <laughs> and I'm probably about to get thrown out the door of my own studio here. But before I do, seriously, guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in this week for another awesome episode. If you haven't already, please go subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform. And if you think we've earned it, leave a five-star or a written review. It helps out more than you know. And please do the same for my other podcast, I Know You Hear Me. I've had Yuck Yuck on there. As I mentioned earlier in the interview last night, we record these well in advance, but I had his wife on the podcast. So go check that out as well. And it's a nice little three-piece combo right there for you to check out. And then just share it with your friends because word of mouth helps a lot and it costs nothing. And then get connected with us on social media. If you want to get some of our merch, we've got information in the show notes for how to do that. A lot of this is going to go help support the podcast. A lot of the remaining portions are going to go to local humane societies. Mm-hmm. So it does a lot of good work here. And if you get the if you get the gear, take a picture, tag us in it. You're going to get a shout out on social media. You're going to get a shout out on the podcast. And who knows? If we get another live podcast in a town near you, we might give you a shout-out live and in person. So if you know any conventions coming up and you want us there, get us in touch with those people and we'll make it happen. But, uh, Jeff, before we sign off here tonight, 
what man you think i'd know this by now what do our listeners need to do in the meantime until our next episode um like share and follow the podcast episodes and go check out all of our sponsors yes yes but there's something else too man i i, I know we say it a lot and i i guess those concussions are kicking back in but man like there's something else that we ask these people to do, and I feel like it's a mandatory thing. Um, stay spooky? That's it. Oh, there That's it is. That's it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, guys, tune back in in two weeks. We're going to have another awesome episode for you. In the meantime, stay spooky, and I know you hear me. Thank you for listening this week, and we hope you'll tune in next time for another spooktacular episode. <laughs> Tales from the Haunt has been a Flynn Hendricks production. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>